songs of somebody rhyming, and, and if it's like on a high level, it's kind of very similar to some some of the drum patterns that people like Kenny Clark and Billy Joe Jones do. Hello and welcome to the Tracks Weekend Preview Show, the very first one. I'm Tim. I'm Harry. And this all feels a little bit weird. It's a Friday. It's different. We're back with another episode. Yep. Second episode of the week. Why on earth are we here? I can hear our listeners asking. I'm asking a little bit. What's going on? I can hear one of them saying, you know... I can see the title, so I don't really need to ask, but I want more information, and I'm going to give it to you. Basically, we think every weekend, a lot of music happens, a lot of stuff happens, a lot of things are released on Friday. Friday is release day. Yeah. That is a thing. Opening weekend, like in the cinema. Yeah. Music now has that a little bit. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of um, live gigs and stuff happening over the weekend as well that we want to tell people about. Yeah. And uh, singles and everything. Yeah, it's the time where important working people like us get a bit of time to let loose and we want to help you do it yeah because we always have great weekends right yeah legendary they're always buzzing each one better than the last it's getting ridiculous to the point where you think this is unsustainable but we keep doing it detrimental to my health this now (laughs) (laughs) yeah but we're not trying to damage you the listeners health we're just trying to help everyone have the best time they possibly can yeah. So, let's get into it. Let's get into the first it. one. I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. So, the way we're going to kick this off is Tim, you're going to come at us with some musicy tidbits that you're excited about. Also known as songs. Songs. Yes. Some call them that. I like to say titbit. Oh, have you heard the new titbit from... What's uh... the next titbit playing? <laughs> okay, interesting. Play that same titbit. I wonder how you got on with DJs. <laughs> uh, can I request a titbit? <laughs> no, you can't. So I'm going to start with one of the uh, kind of more notable musical releases of the week. Uh, made a bit of a splash. The Last Shadow Puppets, they're back. Lovely. As I'm sure you can tell from my voice, I'm really, really excited by it. Okay. I've just been desperate for them to come back since the last album. I'm a huge fan, obviously. They're back. Yeah. So they are bringing out a um, EP, a covers EP, I think on the 2nd of December, which is going to be called The Dream Synopsis. Um, And they dropped their first track from it, which is a Leonard Cohen cover, which is genuinely... When I heard that it was that that they bring out, I was quite intrigued. I think the idea of an Alex Turner vocal on a Leonard Cohen track, that's, you know, in terms of songwriters of a certain era, they're two big names, and I was interested to hear what the collaboration would sound like. Mm-hmm. The song itself is kind of fairly all right. It's kind of inoffensive. It's nice. It's enjoyable. There's a few kind of, a few little... Uh, riffs and flourishes that I enjoyed which I think added something to the original although while I think Alex Turner actually sounds really great on this track his voice is kind of slowly maturing into something I'm a big fan of I mean I was a big fan of his their early stuff as well but I think he's genuinely becoming a really good singer mm. these days 
I don't feel like he added anything to the kind of emotion and the emphasis that Leonard Cohen puts on the track. But it's, it's an enjoyable song. What I do need to point out is that it all falls apart for me when you watch the video, because it just reminds me who The Last Shadow Puppets are and who has made this song and why I just find them so deeply irritating. So Alex Turner turns up and quick interjection from you, Harry. You've now watched the video. Yeah. Do you think it looks good? Uh, I'll be subjective. No. No. He doesn't look good, does he? I like him, so I want to say yes, but no. I mean, a vest with no shirt on. Not a vest, a waistcoat. A waistcoat with no shirt on. A velvet waistcoat, no less. Of course. Uh, with... Make it leather, it would have been worse, but of course yeah. he's not that bad. So he's got a velvet waistcoat, black. He's got a black neck scarf with white stars on. He's got really long hair now, still greased, slicked back, and a pair of Primark sunglasses. And he looks silly. And he's doing his real kind of full-on poser mode like this is I feel like this is the top of the mountain I don't know where he goes from here in the kind of poser stakes I remember when um, maybe two years ago they did the BBC live session and they did a cover of Drake just hold on we're going home Arctic Monkeys I love that it was amazing but then I thought he might have reached peak poser because his da- his sort of dad dancing and his sunglasses in the indoors, it all felt like a bit mad then. Yeah. He's gone to another level. It's incredible. Right. And I, I'm not even going to talk about Miles Kane, aka like suedehead Ravi Shankar on some cheese. Like, what does he look like? Again, thrusting like a malfunctioning robot. I don't know what is going You're on in such this video. But our viewers can't wait to go and check it out for yeah. themselves. But it's a good song. It's an interesting song. And um, I do genuinely like covers. Yeah. And there's one on in particular, they're covering The Fall. Yeah. On this new EP. And I'm really excited to hear that. But this is a, this is a good track. I think people should go and check it out for the weekend. Lovely. Next up, Jaws. Do you remember Jaws? No. So, like, it's probably four years ago now when there was a big kind of boom of music out of uh, Birmingham. The two kind of principal bands in that movement were Peace and then Swim Deep. Didn't quite reach the levels of Peace, but were both kind of quite exciting bands. I remember going to a few gigs of bands who were kind of part of that scene at the time, and I actually thought Jaws and Splash with two or three H's were kind of the more interesting ones. Um, Jules's first album, 2014's Be Slowly, I really enjoyed. And they're back with a single called Work It Out. I think it's maybe their third song since that original album, but their first for a little while. And it's that kind of really nice, melodic, kind of breezy, poppy tune that people like Swim Deep are kind of specialists in mm. um, yeah it just it feels kind of fresh it feels summery and I suppose in some ways it's a funny time to release something like this because I feel a little bit like I would have rather have listened to it for the first time when I was lying on the beach in the sun it would have felt kind of more apt and fitting but at the same time it's October now it's getting a bit grey 
It's quite cold. My ankles are freezing. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> so cold. Because um, I don't like Bloody wearing pulled up on. socks. Uh, but it kind of gives you a little bit of a taste of summer again. And it's nice. And it's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. So in some ways it really works. Um, and it's not going to change your life. That You know, the lyrics are maybe a little bit sort of sugary. There's a particular refrain, sort of a bridge bit that I don't like. I don't particularly like because the lyrics are uh, live and learn and learn to live. Live and learn and learn to live. Live and learn and learn to live, which just yeah. doesn't say anything. But it's a really nice song and they're, they're just one of those bands that are enjoyable and you kind of let it wash over you a little bit well worth checking out so that was Jaws with Work It Out so third and final of my song releases is a little bit of like a vested interest I I should point that out early this is my cousin Stefan Stefan Melbourne Uh, stage name We Are Strangers and he this week put out a song called Unforgiving War, exclusive on Dazed. It's also on SoundCloud now. And I, like I say, I'm maybe not in a position to kind of uh, give an objective analysis of whether this is good or not, but I think it's really, really fantastic. Well, luckily, I did give you some objective analysis without knowing who it was, didn't I? I'd only did. Disco- I'd only realised after yeah. who it was. Yeah. So you 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 know Stefan. You've met Stefan. Yeah. And so he's made this track with uh, producer James Kenosha. Uh, and what I really love about it is how just kind of vast it feels. Like you feel like you're listening to it in some huge cavernous place. It kind of echoes and it bounces around and it's it's quite sparse. It's quite minimal. It's got like a bit of an XXE feel about it, mm. but like a really uh, sincere, heartfelt emotion. And as you know, I love songs that sort of build and feel like they're going somewhere. And there's kind of, as you go through the seconds of the track, you get a bit more and a bit more and a bit more. And there's a particular moment just as the second verse kicks in, a little bit of drums kick in as well. And it feels like it really climbs a level and it's just this kind of I think beautifully recorded beautifully produced gorgeous song which is like I say really emotional has a lot of depth in emotion and musically and I just love it so yeah they're my three uh, big song picks of the week thoughts my thoughts okay so firstly i've only seen this um alex turner uh, large shadow puppets thing today so my first thoughts are he looks mental he i think we talked about whether he thinks or whether he knows what he's doing a little bit like kanye whether he kind of he's running with it and I like it. I just like him because I grew up with him. Yeah. I do think that he's he's just being a bit odd sometimes. Yeah. Um. I think it's very uh, open to preference. Like, like for me, he's I've I've just had enough. 
do they? Like, but even you know, we've spoken about it, the Glastonbury. I, I didn't see them, and I wasn't asked. Well, funnily enough, when I I really like the Shadow Puppets, but if Arctic Monkey are, it, it, if Arctic Monkeys are in town, I'm so up for trying to get their music or trying to go and see them. When last Shadow Puppets were in, I didn't even know. Turns out they played and I didn't even know about it. Yeah. So I don't. I think I love the Arctic Monkeys. I do really love Alex Turner, but I'm more into that project and that band. Sure. He's doing his own thing. I'm not too. I don't get too hung up on the kind of stuff that he does outside of his music. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I did like the song, so I will go and check that out a bit more, and I will check out this new kind of covers album or EP, whatever they've got. Yep. Coming on. Uh, like I said. I forgot to mention which song it was when I said that they're covering the fall. It's totally wired, which is going to be interesting. Right. Like, especially within what Last Shadow Puppets do. Yeah. Who's going to be like, I'm totally wired. <laughs> um, second, didn't know that all much about them. Haven't heard the song myself, so haven't got too much to say. But <laughs> I definitely will go and check them out as well. Yeah. They sound exciting. They sound just like something else I could go and listen to, I guess. Yeah, like I said, I don't think it's gonna grab you and make you uh, think, oh my god, I need to go and discover everything that has ever come out of this part of Birmingham and everything that Jaws have ever done and yeah. you know, become a super fan. But there's certainly a place in my musical catalogue yeah. for Jaws, and I enjoy them. So, yeah, okay. do check them out, I think. Okay. And thirdly, yes, I absolutely love that song. I, you sent it to me on WhatsApp. You didn't say anything. Um, I saw the title. I thought it was a Stranger Things thing. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, oh, I think this is a side project of Orlando Weeks from the Maccabees because there was a similar similarity in voice, and the music was very different. It's, it was quite um, atmospheric and stuff. Like, so we saw Stefan at James Blake, and he kind of captures that kind of um, atmosphere and emotion in his voice certainly and I can be quite critical of voices and um, vocals and things and I really think his you know and I really am being subjective this is my um, my thoughts before I found out who it was I think he's up there with many great vocalists I've heard before and the fact that he, he wrote the song right yeah yeah. it's a very very well written song as well yeah I mean, it's, it's lovely to hear. And, you know, people who know Harry will appreciate that to say he thought it might have been Orlando Weeks. That, yeah. It, that's like saying, I think um, I think God might have just planted this on the earth. <laughs> I think it was that there was a certain part in the song where he, his kind of, um, his range went up a bit. Yeah. And uh, things started to change, just kind of a bridge or a, a, a certain verse. And I realised it wasn't. Because obviously he isn't Orlando Week, so he's going to sound different. Yeah. But yeah, before that, yeah. you know, he's on par with one of my favourite vocalists in the world. So Amazing. <laughs> well done. Yeah. So I think, am I right in saying, without being too presumptuous and again, totally biased, uh, We Were Strangers, Unforgiving War, Single of the Week? Yeah, Pick of the Week. Go for Pick it. of the Week. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Harry, you're going to take us through albums that are coming out. Today, yeah. this Friday. Yeah, so I've I've had a had a little look through, and these are the ones that kind of stand out for me. These okay. ones I want to just let people know that are out there. Shout, shout, lay it all out. Exactly, Tim. Yeah. Um. So firstly, we have Hooten Tennis Club. 
and this is their second album Big Box of Chocolates what a name yeah lovely name both parts I think the band name too yeah exactly um a band that I don't know all that much about. I, I did end up, um, when I was on holiday, swimming in a pool, and they were playing, I think, for at least an hour. And it was only at the end. I was like, so who is this? And turns they played out at I was your to them. They played at our villa uh, live. It was really nice. <laughs> um, so they recorded this at the Helmsdale studio, which is Edwin Collins uh, of Orange Juice. Yes. Um, somebody else didn't know all that much about. And it's made me really, really want to... I, by the way, I have looked into him a lot more and I find him very interesting, especially the documentary. So it's been only a year since the highest point in Clifftown, their first, that's where their debut album. And um, they've only released so far one single, Katie Ann Bellis. Uh, I really like the track so far. I've heard, only, I've heard it five or six times, gone through it, really like it. It's, it's reminiscent of those old 2007 days, the first time you kind of hear people like Bombay Basketball Club and just any indie rock band, people like the drums and stuff. And surprisingly enough, um, having the same, having Edwin Collins produce this, who is you know linked with people like the drums and the cribs. And yep. all these bands kind of do bleed into their work a little bit. They've obviously have, have a lot of the same um, influences and things. So for fans of Yak, The Big Moon, Lusts, I would definitely go and check them out. I'm fans of all of them. <laughs> Um, secondly, I have a similar band, Savoy Motel. We've had them, or we've talked about them on the podcast before. So this is their debut album, self-titled Savoy Motel. Which I'm just going to say, I'm so excited for. Like, this is I really am big. too. Nashville band. Yeah. American Nashville band. Um, an eight-song album. Seems a little short, but I've heard two of the songs so far. Sorry People and Souvenir Shop Rock. Sorry People, to me, sounds like... I probably heard it seven, eight times, like under ten times, but it sounds to me like a song I've been listening to for years. I absolutely love this song. It might go down in my top ten singles of the year. I can't really put my finger on exactly why. It's just so catchy, right? It's a massive earworm. And it's just not a lot for me to hear about this band in terms of music they've brought out, but I absolutely love what I hear so far. The album artwork alone is enough for me to want to buy this on vinyl. If you're look, if you're viewing this on YouTube, you'll see the vinyl cover up there now. It is so like you you can see in in forty or fifty years time when your kids are going through your vinyls. They're like, oh, what's this? Like, oh, is this from the seventies? No, it's not actually. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I absolutely love that, and I can't wait to hear more and more about them. And for fans of Days of Victoria, Ultimate Painting, White Denim especially, definitely go and check out Savoy Motel. I'm fans of a couple of them. (laughs) And lastly, I have Lady Gaga with Joanne. Interesting shout. Yes. Now, the reason why I want, or the reason why I kind of picked this is, and I'm not slating it, okay? Uh, There's two singles out at the moment. We have Perfect Illusion which uh, kind of has well it has Kevin Parker and Mark Ronson and I know that they've both kind of helped produce the album I don't know whether it's just this song and others I think Mark Ronson's had a kind of hand in quite a lot of it but this song is so obnoxiously boring (laughs) (laughs) 
it's just it, it it is so repetitive and it's really annoying for me because I don't dislike Lady Gaga. I'm coming through on this kind of very objectively. I'm not saying I don't like her. I'm not saying I love her. I just kind of appreciate her every now and then. She's got a fantastic voice. She's obviously written some amazing songs in the past. Yeah, I mean, paparazzi. Like, I genuinely I see love that. Song. I, I absolutely love that. Um, and I've also heard Million Reasons, which is, again, obnoxious and boring. Um, it's got this kind of it's obviously got country influences I'm talking if Shania Twain sang this you wouldn't think anything of it this is just one of her songs and it's not adding anything like I think I need to hear it from what I've heard from her um, this album's got a lot of different um, influences and things I think she wants to take people somewhere she's never been before so I think it would help that you would listen to the full album which is why I'm kind of talking about it I think it's going to be important to listen to the whole thing and see where she wants to take us with it all and the fact that she's got some great people involved with it as well I think it's obviously going to have some some parts to it that you might not usually hear on a Lady Gaga record but from the songs I've heard so far I'm so underwhelmed and bored by them they're not interesting in in Million Reasons she, she seems to repeat the words million reasons just so many times and it's just like an old pop like classic seems like this this way to just get through the song by just repeating the words and it's just like it's just it's just not interesting yeah. so far she's given me a million reasons just not to listen to this record yeah fair but you know i will and it's it might be one of the main records albums from this year we don't know yet she's obviously a big character um and for fans of lady gaga if you like pop country and obnoxious sounds (laughs) i'm only a fan of them it's taylor swift (laughs) and if it is taylor swift then all of the above (laughs) so that's kind of my um things that i'm looking out for this friday amongst others but these are the main ones big shouts yeah so i'm gonna say that uh lady gaga for me it's just a nah like i i don't like madonna either but i always appreciated the fact that um she called her lady gag um just because she always i never really understood why she was seen as this big uh important cultural figure just because she wore silly clothes sometimes it's like me yeah it's like, it's like, didn't get it didn't like it yeah. Pavarazzi was a good song one of the best things I've seen Lady Gaga do and she didn't even do it was a, a little boy was like seen I think it was on YouTube or something he did like a piano and he sang Pavarazzi yeah and he was like this like 10 year old boy and he sang it really fucking perfectly that's one of the best things Gaga related I've ever heard I'm not trying to uh you know, criticise the type of music she makes or anything like that. I think we've many times on this podcast talked about you know the poppier side end of the spectrum. Yeah. I'm totally down with that. For me, she just doesn't bring anything that I'm particularly excited by. Savoy Motel. I spoke about them on uh, episode thirty. They were my new choice, and I'm dying to hear this record but I'm gonna say for me 
my shout for pick of the week album wise purely because we're doing a weekend preview show is Who and Tennis Club because first album there were so many just like exciting Friday night type of songs so Powerful Pierre Jasper uh, Kathleen sat on the arm of her chair like I just loved these tracks and they made me want to dance around and um, we're celebrating almost a year of me um, being back in Brighton returning to Brighton from my secondment in London and one of the first things I did upon my return was go and see Hooton Tennis Club at the Green Door Store and I'm just excited they've got another album I really like them I really enjoy them I think they're fun I think they're weekendy that would be my pick what's your pick because we have to there has to be a I'm looking forward to hearing Savoy Motel okay so there isn't a consensus but you did you're on albums this week so you get to win Savoy Motel is the pick of the week coming up next something else for the weekend (laughs) (laughs) so shortly we're going to recommend uh, some gigs that are going on up and down the country that we think are really worth checking out Mm. but any uh, self-respecting gig goer knows that you can't really turn up stone cold sober and we ourselves are very much of the pre-drinks generation oh yeah I've, I've heard like um like social commentators and parents and things like that saying that like um people didn't used to pre-drink really like that's like a phenomenon it's essential for me yeah can you imagine turning up somewhere sober god talking to somebody sober i'm joking obviously but <laughs> it's kind of um it's part of the ritual for especially going out because when you go to a gig maybe sometimes you haven't been to one for a few weeks or whatever it's an occasion to go out and have a nice cold beer so the point being that we are going to recommend a (laughs) pre-gig beer and we should very quickly shout out at this point that um, although we are recommending it it was actually uh, our good friend Brett who will appear on this podcast at some point Uh, he's a professional beer guy sort of you can find him at brettandbeer.com and um he recommended this to me when i went and bought them earlier because i walked into a beer shop in brighton called uh, trafalgar wines shout out trafalgar wines lovely people it's very overwhelming there's yeah. so many beers like i didn't know what was going on but fortunately brett had already said find this one this one's good so Shout out I haven't been into a, a shop like that before, I don't think, to buy a beer. Oh, it's stressful. Right. I'll bring you next week. Okay, I'm excited. So what have we got for them? Tell us. I have it in my hand. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, I could just say it. And I'll tell you what, before we say it, it looks jazzy as hell. Oh, you showed I'm me a picture. I'm very excited by how jazzy it looks. Yeah, you showed me a picture earlier and I was just so excited for this it's got a boombox on it with oranges for speakers can we quickly say like just in case people think we've been like paid to talk about this we really haven't (laughs) this is genuine excitement yeah it's it's this don't get out much no it's okay so it's called juice box citrus ipa and it's got this kind of orange segment at the top with this black and white um what would you call that 
uh, lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, zebra lines coming out of it. And it's got a little boom box with a stack of oranges and uh, hops. Hops, yeah. And it says, brewed and canned in London. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it is just a sexy can. It is. For Pure Brewing Co. Yeah. That's who's knocked this one up. Um, before it's, we open, it's great work. Shall I just read what it says on the side here? So Please do. So people could really understand what it might taste like. Yeah, because we're... The extent of like the description, you know, you see those like wine testers and, or tasters, whatever they are. They like uh, swill it around their mouth and like spit it out for some reason, just drink it. But um, they'll say, like, oh, it's got notes of uh, wood and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> We <laughs> we will open this in a second on the mic so you can hear us go, Psh, so you know we're not lying. And we will probably just go, mmm, it's nice. Yeah, <laughs> I can taste that. Or, oh, it's horrible. So I'm going to bring in a little um, M&S style music here. <laughs> so we have pure tropical fruity pleasure in a glass. <laughs> it's in a can, but you know. Fresh orange zest and heaps of extremely aromatic hops give this beer bright, intense flavour of mango, papaya and bitter orange. A restrained yet present bitterness makes you want the next sip, the next one and the one after that. Hoppy, zesty, refreshing. Wow. Shall we open it? Yeah. It does say uh, best enjoyed in a tulip glass. I don't know what a tulip glass is, but do you want to put it in a glass? You have one over there. No. I'm going to glass it up. Really? I don't know. I'm not. That looks like a tulip glass. Really? Yeah. It is a beer glass. It's a, It's kind of a, the shape of a tulip. Oh, well, I'm definitely going to do it then. This is, right. this is a glass I stole from a, uh, a pub in Brussels, listeners. It's got little pink elephants all over it. Hang on. And it says Delirium Tremens on it. Three, two, one... Oh, the smell straight away. Oh, it's very fruity smelling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's very fruity. It is, I think. That's very zesty. Oh, my word. <laughs> okay. Does this make good podcast material? I have Probably no idea. Not. So maybe you can hear this bit too. Of course you can. The excitement is... Right. And listeners, I mean, I'm sorry to disclose this to just like ruin everything but not only have I got like this exciting beer in my hand I've just got a tinder match so oh, it's, it's all kicking off, all kicking off I'm buzzing Harry's poured <laughs> the biggest head I've ever seen on a beer I don't even know if you're going to be able to drink that <laughs> I forgot what I was doing as I was laughing too much I've never honestly I feel like a tiny little boy at Old Trafford I've never been this excited yeah okay cheers cheers nice that is very nice <laughs> you did exactly what you said you did. no but seriously that is it's fruity it's fresh it's quite light i would say very light there's not too much of a like a alcoholic kick no no not at all um yeah maybe maybe a bit dangerously so the aftertaste is basically pure orange mm. like if i if i had like a five second memory i my mouth would be telling me now i've just drank some orange juice mm. there's no beeriness so if you pick this up in the morning hungover yeah. And had a sip with that. Be At terrible. first you'll be like, Ugh, and then after a few seconds you're like, mm. <laughs> oh, orange. <laughs> yeah, that's that is very tasty. Uh, I just I don't know if it's uh, something you say about beers, but 
5% volume, 5.9% volume. I think you do. Yeah, is that a thing? 5.9%. Yeah. Hmm. I'll tell you what, in all seriousness, uh, we've knocked out of the park with the first pre-gig beer recommendation because that is, if I was about to go to a gig and I'm just having this, I'm in dream world. This is, I, I would definitely say is one of my best choices to take yeah. to a gig and try to sneak in your pocket. Yeah. A crate of these are going to Glastonbury next year, I feel like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All ninety-six pounds <laughs> for six. Uh, so yeah, they. Uh, again, I don't know if this is part of what we do on here. We're still learning. It's the first episode. Two ninety-nine a can it was, so it's not cheap. But but not mental. You know, it's a it was like a pint. It's five hundred milliliters. It does say a, a pint, a pant on the side. <laughs> it says it's one pant. Well, you've got one pint in here, and it's it's absolutely delicious. So <laughs> I'd say two ninety-nine is not too bad. So what I'm going to say, I'm going to do a bit of feedback about the podcast on the podcast. I'm going to say, this has been an excellent little feature, but maybe next week we'll actually get Brett here. Because whereas we just go, hmm, he will know something to say at this point. Well, we're like, yeah, hopefully he will. Cool. So, beer in hand. Brilliant beer in hand. Should we just reiterate that it's called Juicebox Citrus IPA? Yeah. Go check that one out. So here we are, well refreshed, but also with drink in hand, and we're looking at what gigs are going on around the country. We're not going to be like totally Brighton-centric, I know we're in Brighton this weekend, but you guys might not be, so we're going to do a little bit of a tour. We could go on a tracks tour around the UK, go yeah. to gigs. So we're going to start in our great capital, and first shout from me is one of my favourite venues in London the Lexington which is in Angel and Drowners are there who are a band who are a bit divisive amongst uh, certainly amongst my peer group I don't know if you really know much of the Drowners Uh, I can't say I do but uh, first album I really loved I saw them on tour in Camden with Skaters I know Skaters I like them yeah and I thought Drowners were much better live than skaters were. Really? Uh, yeah, just, I suppose, in a lot of ways, are a bit like Hoot and Tennis Club, in, in the fact that they're just really fun, cool, exciting, catchy music. And I feel like they get a bit more flack than they deserve because the lead singer used to be a model, like a really, really famous model, and now... His girlfriend is the actress from the Fifty Shades of Grey movies and things like that. So he's like, in some ways, a little bit of a big time Charlie. Yeah. But um, yeah, just fun, exciting, poppy, indie kind of stuff. And the Lexington's great. And Angel's great. Okay. One of my favourite places to go out in London. Away from that, someone who we do know. Brighton Band. Yeah. Skinny Milk, who uh, regularly your brother plays with in Brighton. Yeah. And we've seen all over the place. Friend of the band. Yeah, I must have seen them ten times this year, maybe more. Yeah. Too many times, but I absolutely love seeing them every time. And I think maybe people in London won't know 
who Skinny Milk are. Yeah. So they're playing on the Friday the 21st. I believe so. Stoke Newington Music Festival. Yeah. Which is probably a thing to turn out to anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very much... I don't know how often they go up to London. They seem to... They play a lot, don't they? They play They've it. They've got busy, like, schedules. And, like, what can we what can we tell people? Like, they're a two-piece. Yeah. Uh, the lead singer's got fantastic hair. Like, Carlos Puyol-esque yeah. hair. Good tattoos. Great tattoos. Both have got great tattoos. Yeah. Drummer and... Fantastic drummer as well. Oh, yeah. A, a, like, an incredible drummer. Yeah. I feel like... A very tight band, aren't they? Yeah. They've obviously been playing a long time together. They know each other inside and out. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they are very, very good. Yeah. Very exciting to watch. Yeah. Very sweaty. Yeah. And Trax fans, I feel like uh, they're someone we will have on the podcast at some point in the very relatively near future. So yeah. keep an eye out for that as well. Skinny Milk are great. Where are we going from London? We're coming to Brighton. Brighton next. We're back home already. B-Town. It's better to come home, get our lunch, and then go back up north after that. True. Big shout. Although I'm not sure the dates are going to match up to do that, but... <laughs> we'll see. So on the Friday the 21st, Hayley Bonar at the Green Door Store. Yep. And one of my favourite venues in Brighton, as I've already alluded to in this episode, and just a beautiful voice, an amazing talent. Latest album was incredible. I feel like an artist well worth uh, supporting. She got quite a lot of um, coverage on Six Music. I think I maybe heard her do uh, two live sets, one with Mark Riley, and I, this could be completely wrong. But um, Say it anyway. It's what yeah, we do. I feel like <laughs> yeah, it is what we do. We say things and then we realise they're wrong later. Um, but yeah, a big talent, and that's something that I'm going to try and check out this weekend because okay. I've never seen her live and because it jumped out to me I wanted to recommend it to our tracks listeners lovely so next we have Glass Animals playing at the Brighton Dome on Saturday the 22nd and they are kind of 2016's big noise this year for me yeah seems to be making a lot of um, headway as a band yeah so I um, I saw them maybe three years ago or maybe even four years ago at The Great Escape Right. In digital, I believe. So. And was, I don't even think the first album was out yet. No, and I two was, years, 2014 was the Zaba. But we were all, interestingly actually, I think they played directly after Drowners. So Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that has worked out that way. But um, I remember being with your brother Jack, uh, Will, who's the keyboard player in Jack's band, and a few other people, and all of us just being immediately taken in by Glass Animals. Um first album I thought was brilliant really really brilliant there's a song called Pools in particular which I was obsessed with for a really long time and they've come back this year with an album called How To Be A Human Being which for a start is just an album title that I adore and because nobody knows yeah exactly but they seem to have the answer so that's yeah, always fun I know. I, although when I listened to the album I was hoping for some tips and I didn't really get them <laughs> <laughs> but great band and I think a really great live band and I'm excited to see that they're playing the Brighton Dome yeah because that's a big venue yeah I, I wonder if there's any tickets actually there is yeah. absolutely and there's 16 quid I can tell you that for a fact that would be half of what I have left for the next two weeks <laughs> but I'm up for it <laughs> yeah 
So next, we're going up north. We've got a lunch from Brighton. Yeah. <laughs> we've had some dinner. We're going up north. And we're having maybe like the best uh, gig sandwich ever. See what I did there? A bit of a lunch thing. Yeah. Because I don't really <laughs> understand how this has happened. I'm still a bit confused. Yeah. All I can really guess is that not only is Justin Bieber a superstar in a musical sense, but he's also going to turn out for Man City in centre mid on Saturday because he's playing Thursday night at Manchester Arena, yeah. Friday night at Manchester Arena, taking Saturday off, and then playing Sunday night at Manchester Arena. Wow. He's definitely becoming a professional footballer also. Yeah. But in the middle... The four tops and the temptations. I was going to say we're we're going to have to spend the weekend up in the at the Manchester Arena. Yeah, we're going to see Justin Bieber three times and also the four <laughs> tops and the temptations. What a mix that is to have those kind of in between Justin Bieber. It's unbelievable. So, two of my favourite groups from the Motown era. If you don't know the four tops and the temptations, then just get out, delete the podcast, shut because... your ears, and turn your lights off. Yeah, exactly. Don't know what that was. But also, uh, Bieber. Bieber's an interesting one for, for us to shout out. You know, yeah. we've already had Gaga on here. What are your feelings about Biebs? He's all right. He's a bit of a knob. He has been in the past. He's had some times. But he's produced, certainly in the last year or so, he's produced some pretty good music. He's That's come it. up with some good yeah. stuff. So Certainly stuff that you've enjoyed massively. Uh-huh. He's also... He was in... He's also in uh, Chance the Rapper's album as well. It has yeah. a nice little vocal part in that. So, yeah, he, he's okay. I would never go and see him live. I think his shows, and no like no offence to anybody who wants to go and see him, this is my opinion, I think a size like that and the kind of gigs that he puts on, they look a bit dead. I see I see a lot of um, videos of people up in the bleachers at these kind of things, and that you can hear the, you can hear like people chatting, and like, I know it's, it's like being at a boring like game. You need to, yeah. I know what you mean. You need to be on the floor. You need to be close. Yeah. I've, you know, I haven't done many um, big arena gigs, but certainly when I've been to see Kanye West in big arenas, if you're far away, you're struggling for the atmosphere. But the closest if, I've been is at a festival. Yeah, but, but if you're down in the grid, atmosphere. you're, you know, getting as close to the front as you can, and with the people who are really, really excited to be there, mm-hmm. then it's great. I agree. I'm not going to run out and buy a ticket for any of those three dates, but yeah, I would I'd, be I'd in- have to take out a mortgage to buy a ticket for one of those. Yeah, but I would be interested to see what he uh, sounds like live. Yeah. Uh, you know, we listen to a lot of music whilst we're recording before and after, and "Love Yourself" has been on our playlists throughout the tracks era. It is a big tune. It's a bit of a tracks anthem, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. I still love it. Oh. So, I I'm. Not quite a believer, but I'm certainly not a I believe in him. Bieber skeptic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. We're neutral. Yeah. Um, so we're going further up north now. We're going up to Glasgow. Glasgow. <laughs> Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on the Saturday, the 22nd, um, Jake Bug is playing at the O2 Academy. The bugger. Yeah, little bugger. <laughs> uh, I've seen him live once. You've I've seen, seen him live, live once. Um, I adore Jake Buck. I think his first album was one of my favourite albums of the last, like, ten years. Um, I don't know if I believe that statement. <laughs> I've said it. No, but I fun. really, really love that that um, that album. I've, I know it front to back. It's, I've yeah. learned the whole thing front to back as well. And he's he's a good performer. He's 
Yeah, you're not going to get the excitement that you might get from other people. You don't get a huge amount of movement, but certainly musically, you get yeah. a lot of talent. His which, voice really yeah. will wash across the... Um, I mean, I was crowd. I saw him the last night of Glastonbury this year, and I was right at the front. We were... There was maybe one or two people in front of us. And his voice really did translate well. Um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more... Um, but then movement and not necessarily just him but his whole band felt quite static yeah. to me he plays songs like slide though and you you can't i, I almost cried like he, yeah. he he plays some absolutely beautiful music yeah fantastic and um some of his newer stuff as well like really gets the crowd going yeah like give me your love from the latest album like that that really went off at glastonbury Great song it's a fantastic song and at glastonbury it really really popped as well like people went a bit wild for it and what in some ways was a little bit of a soft juice set which was no fault of Jake Bug it was just that five billion people had gone to watch Coldplay instead yeah and before that I guess he had Matt DeMarco so everything was probably probably buzzing quite a lot wasn't it? I mean everyone was suicidal because <laughs> they had watched Matt DeMarco for nine hours anyway moving on we're staying in Glasgow we're going to see Carl Faulkner at the Brown Bear so do you know who that is? that is the lead singer of The View yeah Exactly. Right. So this was uh, when I was uh, scouting through all the gigs going on across the UK this weekend. Uh, it was just one of the things that kind of intrigued me. So uh, Hats Off to the Buskers, the first View album. One of my favourite albums ever. I loved so much. They were, I think, a, again, one of those early bands for me. I'm going to say I was in like year nine or ten yeah. at school when it came out. and. They were someone that I got into totally independently. Like, that was just my thing. So, yeah, I got into them kind of off my own bat, and they kind of feel like uh, something that I will never leave behind, even now when I hear, like, uh, Superstar Tradesmen or Wasted Little DJs or... Face for the Radio. Face for the Radio or Claudia. Claudia, always one of my favourite songs ever. Like, that... That album was just amazing to me. One of the first times I'd ever or kind Skag, of... Skag Trendy, I loved oh, as well. amazing. <laughs> One of the first times I remember really trying to imitate a voice when I was yeah. singing, uh, especially when learning their things, you can't really do it justice without trying to take on his persona and his voice yeah. and stuff. Of course, he's, um, he's so characterful and so yeah, char- and I, charismatic. I remember seeing them at Great Escape, I think, in 2010 or 11, and just absolutely loving them. I absolutely yeah. love the view. Yeah, they're brilliant. Uh, I saw them only last year was the last time I saw them, and they were still great. As the view. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, they and they they sadly don't quite attract the crowd they deserve anymore. But me and Lizzie, no. we went to see them in Kingston while I was still living there, and they were fantastic. They were so great. But um, the reason I picked this out is because I know he's gone and done stuff with Mark Ronson. He's sort of offered vocals. I run around town, I run around the town. Yeah, exactly. Here and there, but. I don't know what a Carl Faulkner solo set consists of. I have absolutely no idea. But I would love to know. And tracks listeners, if you're in Glasgow this weekend, head out, see the set and let us know. Like, what is that? Yeah. Because I feel like it'll be great. I feel like he can certainly fill a stage. He can fill a stage. He can fill three. Yeah, that's what I mean. Even though he's really small. Maybe six stages. Yeah. So, yeah. That is where we end up our roundup, I think, just with a kind of let us know, because that's exciting us and we're not going to be there. Yeah. Weekend preview, number one. Finny. In the bag.
I hope that was entertaining for you guys. Uh, we felt a little bit stressed the whole way through, but we quite enjoyed it anyway. Yeah. Um, also, we couldn't pick up on everything that comes out, so if you no, want to, you know, let us know anything else that you've picked up this weekend or anything you've heard over this weekend or been to over this weekend, yeah. let us know. Yeah, exactly. And you know, go out and uh, support the small music venues around your home support your local record stores these things are important and they're lovely things to do on a weekend yeah um you know we are all part of a musical family and get out there experience music and have a lovely weekend yeah that's all we want for you our beautiful beautiful bloody gorgeous listeners especially you whoever you are listening you're the the best ones charles (laughs) i was gonna keep it i've got my eye on you (laughs) i'm gonna let them Interpret it however they liked. Uh, yeah, this has been a tracks weekend preview episode. Our first. We'll be back again on Tuesday and again next Friday. We will indeed. Oh, and the music at the beginning of the show was provided to us by Jazz Infuser. Uh, you can find them on SoundCloud under Jazz Infuser. And the music in the second half of the show was by The Passion Hi-Fi. I've been Tim. I've been Harry. Have just the best weekend. Ta-ra. Bye.